You're listening to the Cash Valley Insider, conversations with founders, leaders, and creators about why they live, work, and play in Cash Valley, Utah. The Cash Valley Insider is a production of the Cash Valley Chamber of Commerce. Become a chamber member and learn more at cashchamber.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Chase, and joining me today is Mark Alexander, the director of the Bridgerland Entrepreneurship Center, um, the the new newly named Bridgerland Entrepreneurship Center, formerly the Business Resource Center. Uh, thanks for joining me, Mark. Yeah, thank you, Chase. Appreciate the opportunity. Uh, of course. Um, you know, I, I thought it would would be good to have you on, um, considering this this new change for the center. Um, and I also thought it would be a good opportunity to just dig in and and uh, take the opportunity to learn a little bit more about the opportunities, resources um, at the center, and 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 then also what motivated kind of the the rebrand, um, as well as dig into some of your background. So may, maybe we can start there. Um, you know, how long have you been the director, and and what were you doing before your role at, at the center? Yeah, uh, I've been the director here for almost three years. It'll be three years in January. Before that. Um, I started and operated and owned um, several businesses, half a dozen or so um, I grew and sold. And uh, some of those were consulting businesses, some of those were product-based businesses. Uh, I did a fair amount of manufacturing, um, originated several patents and some trademarks. Uh, that sort of thing, and had just reached a point in my own business ownership career that I was ready for a little change for a while, and I wanted to give back a little as well. Uh, Some of the things that I had learned uh, the hard way in many cases, I thought maybe I could help others uh, shortcut those those pains and maybe... uh, maybe become more successful more quickly. So that was kind of my reasoning for wanting the change. And so I've been here for almost three years and it has been until uh, July 1st was when we officially made the change to from the, the Cash Business Resource Center to the Bridgeland Entrepreneurship Center. Right. What, how, how long is the, and, and the center is located at the uh, B-Tech campus. So the Correct. technical college um, here in Logan. Um, how, how long has the center been around in general? What, what's some of the history of the center itself? Uh, I think it, uh, it originated, uh, I think about 10 years ago, 11 years ago. I don't know the exact date. Uh, and it originated as kind of a part-time function through the Bragg office uh, on Main Street there. And um, Cindy Roberts kind of headed the charge. She was involved in the chamber as well as um, as Bragg there. And, uh, and it kind of operated through Bragg for a number of years. And then eventually she relocated here to the Bridgeland Technical College. And, um, and then she retired when I came on about three years ago. And she did an awesome job. And since that time, we have tried to take it even further uh, from where she uh, started that. And originally it was kind of a go-ed project. 
Governor's Office of Economic Development. Right. So in, in your, let's see, um, kind of in your, maybe in your three, well, no, we'll, we'll step back. What, what, what is your role as director? I guess, what does that entail? Um, and maybe this can kind of bleed into the conversation around what types of services does this, the center offer? Um, but, but what is your day-to-day -day as, as the director? Um, and kind of where do you see um, the value of the center? What, what are the resources and services that, that the center offices kind of as a, as a part of your day-to-day -day role? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the center was originally set up as uh, the business resource center and, and the objective of the BRC or the business resource center was to provide resources for small businesses and entrepreneurs. Those businesses would be uh, uh, people would come in and meet with the, the director and um, we could then refer them to various entities that can help them. Um, and that's, that, was the, that has been the main purpose of the BRCs um, uh, over the past, what, seven to 10 years. And that was, it was mainly a state funded organization at that point um, through the, uh, and I'll back up just a little bit, Chase, and we'll get into the day-to-day -day in just a moment if I could, but to give you a little bit of history here that'll help set the stage for this. Um, the Governor's Office of Economic Development, GOED, um, had partially funded, had, had kicked in a little money to this BRC along with some uh, local entities. Uh, and um, through the coronavirus uh, budget cuts, uh, the BRCs statewide lost all funding. Um, so it was not mandated at that point that it retain the Business Resource Center name because the state no longer is, you know, is helping to fund this. Uh, fortunately, here in Cache County, uh, which kind of helps include uh, Box Elder County and Rich County as well, um, the president of Bridgeland Technology College, Chad Campbell, uh, stepped up to the plate and and uh, kind of eclipsed that funding that that we lost through GoEd. And so that, that really helped us, you know, stay put together. Um, ironically, Chad and I had started conversations back in January before the coronavirus, you know, was a thing here. And we started talking about how the, the Business Resource Center, by definition, was kind of limited in our ability to help entrepreneurs in the community as well as the students here at Bridgerland and the high school students and our integration with uh, the Entrepreneurship Center uh, at the Business College at USU. And just providing resources was, was not really all that we wanted to do. So once the funding was cut, we already had a plan in place because we had been talking about it for several months. And virtually the very next day, just implemented the plan that we had been discussing since January and rebranded to the Bridgeland Entrepreneurship Center. Um, and, and so that was, 
it was great that we had already had discussions along those lines and, and already had a plan in place. And, and that originated because we wanted, we wanted this to be more uh, than, than what it had been. We wanted it to evolve uh, and be able to help entrepreneurs in the community and, and in the student populations even more uh, than we had in the past. So that's kind of the origin of the rebrand and the name change and um, and why why we have you know gone this direction right so so with this change it, it kind of seems like um, the center's mission has, has changed in a way from from just taking in entrepreneurs who are who are looking for resources and then pushing them back out to resources re, out, out to different resources in the community it seems like you're, is it safe to say you're trying to bring some of those services in in-house a little more and and be a little more hands-on and in, in helping guide guide entrepreneurs and and provide those resources rather than just bring people in and then send them out to to different resources I'm sure you, there's still you know your fair share you know of those opportunities and and you and you do quite a bit of, of that still I imagine but how, how do you see um, you know, this, your, what types of services do you see yourself offering kind of with this change? Yeah, you're absolutely correct, Chase. Um, that encapsulates much of it. Um, I kind of look at it as, as from, from this moment, at least as we see the near future, I have, you know, we have four main goals here. Uh, we're, at the, we're calling it, I guess, the BEC because Bridgerland Entrepreneurship Center is kind of long. But uh, it's hard to find a replacement word for entrepreneurship um, that encapsulates as much as it does. Um, so the four main goals of the forthcoming BEC, as we see them at this moment, are we want to interact and help more with entrepreneurs in the community, um, as well as in the schools. Um, and, and we do want to be more hands-on. We do want to, um, rather than just bring them in and send them back out, we, we would like to get more involved, and we will be getting more involved. Uh, two, we want to work a little more closely with our resource partners, and those partners, you know, there, there are numerous partners that we work with, but such as, you know, Cache County and, and uh, and the officials there, the city officials in Logan, as well as other city uh, lending investment entities, angel investors, uh, professional entities like attorneys and accountants, uh, the cash chamber, of course, uh, the USU uh, Center for Entrepreneurship uh, will be continuing our relationship and, and working more closely with them. Um, local businesses, mentors, government entities like the SBDC, DWS, Bayer, Bragg, uh, some of those entities. So where we may come to a point that we've exhausted all the manpower that we have here, uh, it won't stop here. We'll continue to bring in resources or refer to resources uh, that may be of, of more help or may be able to continue on to help uh, the entrepreneur. Uh, three would be 
uh, we want to continue to develop. We've got some curriculum, and we've, we typically have offered one class per month uh, for people to come in and learn about different things uh, that may help their business marketing, online classes, how to sell on Amazon, things like that. We're going to continue that and increase that curriculum. And then lastly, uh, we want to begin to create more opportunity for increased connection and collaboration, uh, maybe hold some events, uh, some pitch events, some um, Shark Tank-like events, uh, some meetings where entrepreneurs can gather and just create a synergy among themselves and help each other. So those are kind of the main goals of the BEC as we see it going forward. Right. That's really exciting. I, I kind of see it. And I think you've, you've shared this with me in the past that, you know, there's an entrepreneurship center on, on USU campus, which is an incredible resource um, for students, really any student on campus, regardless of major to, to go and, and access resources there and take classes and engage with other like-minded, you know, people uh, find mentors you know, that's a great resource in the community, but it's not always accessible for Absolutely. people in the community, um, right? <laughs> and and in, in some, you know, at, at different times, that organization will do, will host different events for the community, but it's, it's, it's not necessarily a community resource, whereas it, it seems like what you're trying to create is is something similar, but, but for the people of Logan, right? Not, not just for students. Is that kind of safe to say? Is that a fair comparison? Oh, I think, you know, I think so. Uh, I think that um, USU, uh, the Center for Entrepreneurship in the Huntsman College there, we have worked closely with them and they are increasing their reach into the community as well. And I know that they have goals that direction and want to continue to to work with the community um, and i think from an educational outlook standpoint um, we're working uh, to fill that gap um, that they may be experiencing and we plan to work closely with them so that we can bring the university into the community more and bring the community more into the university. And we feel like the technical college is a great platform for that. We have space here that we can hold events uh, where we can invite the university and we can also invite the community. And we, we just feel like it will be a great synergistic um, opportunity uh, to bring, uh, you know, the gamut from from high school students through tech college to the university and bring the community members in. I mean, that's a, the community provides, and these, these are business owners in our community that already have successful businesses and some have, have grown and sold them for, you know, a lot of money and, and they have a lot of great experience and, and can come in and really help provide guidance and, and what, what we feel like could be done better is the collaboration between all the entities we just spoke of to bring these entities together and bring some of that, um, that energy and that knowledge and, and uh, business wisdom uh, together to, to benefit more people. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think 
you know, you summed it up nicely. That's, that's kind of our direction. Well, it's, it seems like there's, um, there's just such a huge opportunity having the university in our backyard. It's, it's our greatest resource. Um, universities typically are those, I mean, that, that center of, of um, learning and energy and, and there's just great ideas and, and people with, with strong passions for, uh, for new ideas and, and, you know, potential new businesses. There's a very entrepreneurial spirit at universities and, um, you know, you look in our community and so many of the, the very successful businesses, the ones that have created a lot of jobs for, for people in this community are from USU grads. Um, and in a lot of cases from USU grads or people who were still in school when they started that, their business. Right. right. And, and I think, <clears throat> if, you know, a business like, like icon is kind of, you know, the, the, the one that comes to mind, Maloof, you know, it's very similar. I mean, these are businesses that, that were started by USU grads. Um, right. And um, there's, I, I have to imagine there's, there's probably other businesses out there, maybe not to that same level or size, but there's great ideas up on the university that, you know, maybe they're incubated through the entrepreneurship center, but there's not a good necessarily a handoff or, you know, once that student graduates, there's not a transition plan for trying to help uh, build that business here in Cash Valley. And, and in some cases, maybe that business just goes somewhere else. The student graduates and, and maybe they don't see Cash Valley as a great place to, to continue to build that business because maybe they're not familiar with the community resources or, or the opportunities or they haven't felt embraced in a way. And so they take the business somewhere else. And, and so I, I see this huge opportunity for, for your organization. I, feel, I think you feel the same um, to, to increase that collaboration and, and try to... Um, you know, capitalize on the, on the fact that we have this, this institution that attracts great ideas. Um, and if we can just get a couple of those um, ideas to stick um, and a couple of those entrepreneurs to, to uh, you know, recognize, oh, you know, this is, there's no better place to start my business or build my business. I've got all the resources I need. I've got a great community um, that's embraced us and is here to support us. Um, it, it kind of seems like that's, that's where, where you could, there's some real opportunity in that collaboration, like you said. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And I would add to that, that there are uh, tremendous ideas that exist in the community at large, uh, where they may have gotten their schooling elsewhere, or maybe haven't gotten their schooling, but uh, are very intelligent or have some great ideas uh, with what they want to do with their business. You know, I've had students here at Bridgeland that have come uh, in to talk with me. Uh, all of our uh, consulting here is free, and um, some of the students have come in and talked to me about some of their ideas. And of course, I can't share those uh, through this forum, but um, some really bright ideas and and uh, some of them patentable in my opinion uh, some of them have great potential and and members of the community the same thing they have brought in ideas and you know really creative thoughts and and so it it's it's our objective here to create a, an environment that's very welcoming uh, whether you're a university student whether you're a member of the community with no uh, education past high school or even in still in high school, uh, whether English is your first or second language or third language, 
uh, we want to create an environment where like-minded people that want to grow business here in the valley and continue in their entrepreneurial efforts and hire members of the community and, and create teams of people. That's, that's, that's what we're trying to create. Well, with that said, maybe this is a good good place to, to jump into some success stories. I I know you know in particular you have some really interesting resources at B Tech. In particular, you have a, a commercial kitchen, um, which for anyone who's looking to get into the food business, that's a huge cost to to just get started. Um, if you wanted to have your own, um, you know, so so there's got to be a bridge to. Um, you know, creating your product, testing that product, um, doing small batches, starting to get some momentum behind behind that product before you you make you know such a huge financial commitment. And I know that's just one resource, especially that helps the, the um, kind of the more the the food entrepreneurs. Um, but we recently interviewed the the founder of Num, and I know um, you know she she's had a great experience working with the center, and you know utilizing the um, the commercial kitchen there um, to, to get started. And that, that was the thing that helped her get off the ground. And now she's got her own kitchen. Um, but it, it seemed like it would have been really difficult otherwise, you know, to, to get that business started without some kind of a bridge. And I see B, you know, uh, the, the BEC being that, um, you know, if, if you want to touch on that story in particular, or if there's other success stories, I'd just be curious to, to hear a little bit about some of the success stories, um, you know, during your tenure with, with, the, with the center. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, that is a, that is a good one right there with num brands. Um, her business originally was called Okito. Um, and she, she makes, um, desserts that uh, have, have uh, no sugar and they're kind of, if you're on a protein diet, that kind of thing. Um, she kind of started out with donuts uh, was, was her original vision. And now she's, she's doing all kinds of uh, different desserts. And um, as she uh, started here and it's been a surprisingly short time that's it's unusual usually businesses take a while they're an investment not necessarily an income for a while and um, she started here and she put in a lot of good hours had a good idea had some good recipes um, and we have an incubator kitchen here uh, um, and um, so we helped her uh, that incubator kitchen the way the way it works those that might be listening it's a $100 deposit and then we start out at 10 bucks an hour uh, it goes up to 25 at the end of three years but uh, for 10 bucks an hour you can come in and use all this commercial equipment we're inspected by the um, the state of Utah uh, division of food and health and the health department and it fulfills all those things so so you can come in and cook and commercially sell uh, your product to grocery stores Sell them online. A lot of our clients in the kitchen ship their products, um, and you know, all across the United States. And um, she came in for some free consultation in the center here, and we helped her on the business side of things a little bit. She provided the energy and you know, all that she needed to do, and it 
uh, and it turned into a, it is turning into a very successful business. She found a great partner, moved out in her own space, has new equipment, several employees. She's added several jobs to the community, which is a perfect example of, of what that uh, incubator, business incubator can do, incubator space can do. So that's, that's a great one, and, and there are several others. That's great. Do you, do you want to share any of those other kind of uh, other, other stories from um, from your experience at, at the center? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, it might be uh, an, a good time to kind of go over a little bit about what we do and then bring in some stories uh, as we go along here. So besides the, we, we mentioned, I mentioned that the, we do the one-on-one -on -one, uh, business counseling. Uh, provide information and resources for business owners and startups. Um, I find that I help a bit with planning and strategy consulting. Uh, as my business experience, you know, has, has given me a little bit of information and some background there. And sometimes having that third party point is helpful. Uh, we do some, uh, we give feedback, I guess would be the best way to say, on kind of some financial uh, information, decisions, some management decisions, small business need to make, some marketing and sales. Uh, you may be starting or merging or acquiring uh, or selling a business. Uh, we can help with that. And then some of the other things that we offer that will kind of get us into the um, some of the individual success stories, I guess. Um, we have the kitchen incubator, which we talked about, and we also have some business incubator space. It's all rented out right now, um, but it's kind of that step that you can take out of your home into some incubator space that isn't quite as expensive as renting commercial space. It's more of a month-to-month -month, uh, incubation space. Um, and then we offer some education workshops, some mentoring connections, and we also work closely with Custom Fit that's here at the um, at the uh, Technical College. And Custom Fit will help provide training for your business, and they'll they'll help pay a portion of the training costs if you need to train employees uh, with certain software or certain uh, things that you need to do in your business. Uh, they, they can pay up to 40% of the cost to do that. And then lastly, this office here at the BEC is also the PTAC regional office. And for those of you that don't know PTAC, it's kind of a strange acronym, um, but really it's, it's government contracting assistance. So for this whole Northern Utah region, this office can help you for free to get set up to do business for the government, uh, whether that's sell your products to Hill Air Force Base or um, provide a service for any government entity uh, in or out of the state of Utah. And all that is, is free as well. So besides the kitchen, and there are uh, success stories in the kitchen, we have NUM that you've already talked about. Um, we have uh, Morgan's Gourmet. They make uh, cheesecake. They have been able to 
to move out and rent their own kitchen. Um, Queen Farina does um, honey uh, desserts and, and sells honey. Uh, they've done they've done well and gone out and, and been able to get their own kitchen. I'm going to miss some here, Chase. You're going to get me in trouble. But um, there are there have been several businesses that have grown out of the kitchen. Several have gone into um, either their own space or um, or continue to use the kitchen and do like the farmer's market every summer, that kind of thing. Some of the other businesses that have been successes have, have not uh, necessarily been associated with the kitchen, but have been just businesses looking for, you know, a little bit of guidance. And, and I can relate to this. When you get in business, um, you sometimes get so focused on the task at hand, whatever that may be, and, and you're working hours and hours every day and you're trying to get enough sleep and you're trying to balance a lifestyle of, of some kind while starting and growing this business and it and it gets a little overwhelming and sometimes you are so close you know to the forest that you can't see the trees and and just having a third party that uh, that you can come and talk to and say, well, what do you think about this management decision or this strategic planning decision or, or whatever, and get somebody's opinion that is not trying to get your money, uh, that can just give you honest feedback for whatever it may be worth. It may be wrong. <laughs> Maybe it may not be the best, but, but it is honest feedback. It's not feedback from a relative that doesn't want to hurt your feelings or, or something like that. We've had some some businesses that have, have come in and then once they've talked to us, have gone out and implemented their thoughts, their own thoughts, uh, and some of this feedback and have done really, uh, have really grown their business to the next level. Um, the government contracting businesses, um, I'll give you a, a local example there. Uh, top Job Asphalt. And I'm, I'm going to say probably five years ago, um, came into the center and asked about how to do, you know, government contracting. How do we how do we get started on this? And they were guided through the process uh, free of charge and began bidding on government contracts and have won several government contracts. Uh, I, I believe they they won the bid to do the Gunnison Prison parking lot, which is huge. Uh, it was a sizable contract. And you, you'll probably notice you see more of their signs and trucks and uh, getting those some of those government jobs uh, brought in some great revenue for them and they were able to increase their um, their number of employees significantly, their trucks, their um, all of those things, and they continue to bid on and win uh, opportunities. Um, we've had we've helped uh, a company called Redfish Environmental that does environmental studies, and um, mainly for the Forest Service, they've been able to to land some really good contracts, and um, even rented some of our incubation space here to move out of their home for a while, and. Um, they do jobs in Utah and Colorado and around, and they, they have really grown. 
uh, quite a bit. We also work with some of the bigger companies that you might know, Campbell Scientific here in the Valley. Uh, they win awards, you know, weekly uh, to supply their equipment to government entities. Um, and, and so we work with bigger companies like a Campbell Scientific. And I've met with them and discussed and had discussions with them several times, as well as um, the little guy. Uh, it just, you know, maybe you have a backhoe and you're trying to figure out how to keep it busy, or uh, maybe you do uh, fire line. We have a, a gentleman in Box Elder County that does um, fire line cutting with his caterpillar and does government contracts where when he's not using his, his cat on the farm uh, during fire season, he takes it out and cuts fire lines and, and makes good money there. So it can be big or it can be small. And, and government contracting is a, is a big complicated animal and, and you do have to put some time into learning how to play that game. But, but if you do, it can become very profitable depending on you know, what your business is. And, and there are multiple government entities around that you can work for. So, yeah, numerous, uh, numerous uh, businesses that have been success stories and have come back to grow our, our local economy here. And we, we hope to only continue that and to continue to grow the number of, of businesses that we can help here. Well, that's great. I, just hearing those stories, it's, it's really impactful to just hear, oh, these are real jobs. These are people who are bringing revenue here into the valley and and able to hire another employee or you know uh, just just to make make some extra money for themselves I, I mean this is this is a real impact for for our community which is exciting to hear um you know i guess for you um you know this kind of leading us into wrapping up the conversation but what what excites you about the future of the center especially with this new name change and um, maybe kind of a, a, a slight shift in, in your role. Um, what, what excites you about the future? What, what gets you up in the morning and, um, you know, excites you about where, where this is headed? That's a great question, Chase. I would say the, the anticipation of, of increased collaboration and increased um, energy uh, you know, you bring some of some of the people of the community together with students, whether they're from the tech college or from USU or the high school, and, and you bring the energy together and the ideas together with the businesses from the community that have been successful and may want to help fund those those things. I think that's that's what's exciting for me is is that opportunity to help students and community members to make something real and make a real business and go out and hire real people and those people can feed their families and we can we can make a community you know I'm from Cache Valley here and um, so the valley holds you know it's it's home to me and I want to continue to see a business grow here. I want tech business to grow. I want this to be an area. I, I, we don't need to be a Salt Lake, and I'm not I'm not saying necessarily, um, you know, huge numbers of people grow, but but the but the opportunities for people and people's kids to stay here and get a good job, 
a job that will make a house payment and buy groceries and, you know, drive a, a good car and, you know, uh, help fund their kids, you know, into college and, and, uh, and the tech college and, and those things. I think that's really what excites me is that potential energy to make some of these things happen and to bring that collaboration together, bring those parties together that can actually, you know, get it somewhere and make it real. Uh, that's, that's what's exciting to me. Well, this has been great, Mark, just to hear kind of a, an update on, on where things are going. It seems like the future is, is really bright, um, you know, considering the, the direction that the center is going, the collaborations that have, that are, are, are developing, um, the sex successes that are coming out of the center. Um, I, I guess, I guess with that, how, how's the best way for people to get involved and, and, uh, get in touch with you and, and learn more about, um, you know, specific opportunities for, for, you know, their, their situations. How's the best people to, how's the best way for people to reach out to you? You know, email is usually the best, um, we're in a spot in our funding where unfortunately I'm a one person show and I wear many hats and, and oftentimes don't get as much done as I would love to. Uh, we're looking, we're writing some grants to try and get some more money in. Uh, we're also keeping our eye out for uh, partnerships with businesses that want to help contribute to this, to this cause and to the, and, and what we're doing here. Uh, but for the time being, it's just me, and so the email is the best way, and it is m alexander m a l e x a n d e r at btech.edu b t e c h.edu. That's really the best way, and then we can set up an appointment and and talk one on one. That'd be awesome. Well, that's great, Mark. Again, thanks for taking some time just to share um, what what you're working on. Um, you're a great resource to this community. And, and I love, you know, the, the personal note there at the end, you know, this is personal for you, um, you know, to, to see opportunity grow here in the Valley. And, and yeah, uh, we, we, we want to be a part of that as well, you know, pr promote opportunity for people to, to stay here and build something great. And uh, so appreciate you taking some time to share that. Yeah. Thank you, Chase. I appreciate the call and the interview. Of course. Well, it's always good to talk to you. Thanks again, Mark. Yep, you too. Thanks, Chase. Thanks for listening to the Cash Valley Insider. For more conversations, listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are found.